0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised.
2: G'day guys, welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. I'm coming to you from beautiful, I'm I'm using the word very lightly, it is a stunning place, but my God, I am coming to you from the depths of hell. I am in Phoenix, Arizona, and it has got to be the hottest place I've been in a hell of a long time. Beautiful city, cleanest city I've ever seen in my life, but good God, I'm baking. We have a special guest on with us today, Chuck Russell. Welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Miss uh, Summer. Uh, thank you for in- inviting us. And yes, we are broiling with you.
2: <laughs> it, it is hot. You're you're yeah. from Sedona, so this is a bit of a change of pace for you. It,
3: it is. Uh, we're used to a uh, hundred plus, but 113, 117 it's,
2: it's is. a bit hot. of a bit of yeah. It's a bit of a stretch. I'm I'm fucking bacon. <laughs> okay, Absolutely, it's, girl. It's ridiculous. And then, uh, but but it is beautiful. This is a beautiful place. It,
3: it's a wonderful town. It's very clean. The people are very nice. Um, It's wonderful. It'd probably be great in October.
2: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's got got to cool off a little. But we are here for a very, very special reason. I'm out here. I'm actually recording this live from the Voice America studio. I met some of the people here. I had actually never met them in person before. And they are fabulous. Very, very nice people. Um, I came out for Phoenix Comic Con. I speak every year at Phoenix Comic Con. It's so, so, so much fun. And so I come out for Comic Con, and that definitely makes the heat worth it. It's a pretty incredible thing.
3: You do a fantastic job every year, and oh, your conferences you. <laughs> are outstanding and way uh, more advanced technically than most of the other uh, panels and boards, well, for thank sure. You.
2: And, and hopefully not boring. I usually bring a naked girl on stage. Y- so that absolutely.
3: <laughs> That's why yours is always uh, packed.
2: Yeah, we'll I, say. Have, <laughs> I have the naked girlies but I'm, So we're staying out here, I'm staying at a place called Aloft, it's uh, a loft. It's, at the, it's near the Phoenix airport And it's right by this this shuttle thing I'm telling you, I love Phoenix, I have some great stuff It's this light train rail Thing, what's it called, Alexis? The sky something? Okay. <laughs> the sky train? Well, I, I have no idea But it's absolutely the light rail It's absolutely wonderful, you go straight to downtown Phoenix from the hotel I, I, I love it, I'm loving this hotel it's unique, and it's ultra-modern. I haven't been into one of those. If you guys want to check them out, check them out at Aloft, Aloft Phoenix Airport. It, it's great. They're one of our partners. They're a lot, lot lot, of fun. I'm staying there while I'm at Phoenix Comic-Con. Jump into the summer savings deal there. It really is great. You Now, you're coming with us to Phoenix Comic-Con.
3: Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, every year is always... Uh, a good time. It, it is rather crowded to uh, use. It's 100,000
2: people. Yeah. It's 100,000 yeah. people and, there.
3: And with the temperature being at, uh, what it is, it's going to be 100,000 sweaty, stinky people. Oh,
2: God. I didn't know? even think so, about that. I haven't checked in there yet. Yes. We're, Alexis went there earlier today. How was it? They had a line all the way around the entire convention center. They they are lying around the convention center just for check in for check in. Wow! This is going to be fun. (laughs) It's going to be
3: fantastic. The after shows that you were discussing also Mm -hmm. are uh, that's where the fun is. The after
2: parties are pretty badass. They really uh, are. The
3: aftermath. (laughs) Is what of we of Comic-Con.
2: It's, it's a bunch of horny, sweaty nerds ready to go. <laughs> it's fun. No, it really is fun, guys. Today we are talking about the entertainment industry, the ins and outs. We always do. Because let's face it, some people call me the Duchess of Hollywood, but I'm the baddest bitch in Hollywood, the Wicked bitch of the West Coast. I'm your friendly neighborhood bad guy, and I'm going to tell you how to get into entertainment. Today we are going to be focusing on radio. Now, Chuck, you have a long history in radio.
3: I was lucky enough to experience... Um, Radio in Chicago during the golden era of uh, the mid-90s, the early 2000s, where um, there was Howard Stern and Stephen Gary, uh, countless, uh, Kevin Matthews, um, all very, very nice individuals that were lucky enough to get in before the internet.
2: Hey, we like the internet. Hey, and this the is Voice a fantastic. America's on the internet. I'm
3: telling you, Voice America. This is very nice studios. Excellent people. Uh, I, it's really kind of strange how we went from the Stone Age, prehistoric, yes, to where we're at now. Right now,
2: exactly. I mean, we went from the the same radio we've been doing forever to Ever an in age a day. where it's just completely flipped. We're actually going to be interviewing uh, someone from here from Voice America today. Because I want to know sort of how this came together. That really interests me.
1: Absolutely. I've told,
2: you know, we've talked to the listeners before, and entertainment is, it's the Wild West now. I mean, you can do anything you want. You can produce it yourself, do it yourself, distribute it yourself. Don't do that, people. You distribute it yourself, you're fucked.
3: Absolutely.
2: (laughs) Do not distribute movies yourself. Put together a distribution deal but it really is you can do anything you want now and you know voice america was really the first to do that online and that's what makes them so unique and that's what i'm interested in talking to them about today i'm going to ask you chuck now you've done voiceover you've done radio what was the weirdest thing you've ever had happen
3: uh one of the weirdest things i've ever had happened was uh me and my radio partner at the time uh were discussing about how uh we didn't have anything to do one night and uh during a break, we went out into the parking lot to cigarette uh, to have a uh, smoke, we'll say, and uh, met up with about 125 people that just showed up out of nowhere within 10 minutes, and uh, it was it was fantastic for us. It was tough for the um, campus police <laughs> at that time, and considering we were right across from the convent Ooh. that housed the nuns. Okay, 125 screaming people at midnight.
2: Not the best. Oh, that's
3: one of the one, one of, of the, the many. The stories, oh, it's yeah. beautiful.
2: Well, I hear um, you know I know Howard Stern and I know a lot of people in radio, mm-hmm. and you know the the late '90s, early 2000s was the age of the shock jock, mm-hmm. and that really changed things as well in radio. People said what they thought. And they said what they wanted, and of course, it's about ratings. It's always been about ratings, but people really went into a very different side of themselves. And I know that they – I mean, people protested Howard Stern. People protested – they still protest Howard Stern. Um, And I find it so interesting, just this, this full evolution. And how, we've, how it's come about. And now we have, especially with internet radio, you can say what you want. There's no, you know, there are no seven deadly no sins, rules. no seven yeah, yeah, words no you seven can't words. say. Absolutely. <laughs> seven rules you Except can't say. Except for
3: right now. But, uh,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, absolutely. You know, really quickly, the the um, when those individuals came into the market, okay, the market did not understand how to handle it. And the FCC was terrible in the way that they... Um, put out their punishments, per se, before uh, a simple word uh, that starts with a D and ends with an Ildo, okay, would give (laughs) you a $100,000 fine. Uh, I was working at certain stations that would run um, taped um, interviews and taped shows, and the next thing you know, you're getting the uh, mark from the FCC on a taped show. Um, so it it really has come full circle now. It's wonderful.
2: Well, the FCC is trying to figure out how to get involved with the Internet, and that, that to me, is a scary one because I've been fined by the FCC a lot. You know, if Mm -hmm. if you watch any of the films I produce, guys, or... I've worked for Paramount for years and years and years. I, I'm always whipping somebody's boobs out. I'm always doing something, something for the shock value. Absolutely. Someone's getting naked. Someone's getting shot in the face because that's what sells tickets. That's what gets butts in seats.
3: Absolutely.
2: And the FCC, between my television, <laughs> radio, um, I worked with Fox. Boy, were they pissed at me then. I, the FCC and I have a long, tumultuous Tumult, history. Uh, a long, tumultuous word. history. Yes, that's an and excellent word. And so I word. can say... <laughs> Um, I definitely have not gotten a $100,000 fine from yeah. them. I've gotten a few grand. Yeah. And it kind of worries me that they want to get into, into the internet. Yep. Um, then again, I think we do need some kind of... Regulation.
3: Oh my God! I can't believe you just said that. I know. We need. We need.
2: Uh, well, hang on. My, my reasoning you know, for regulation has mm-hmm. to do with dis- has to do with distribution. The f- the bottom line: the internet has financially changed distribution so much for the film companies mm-hmm. that it's it's really it's it's kind of fucking us just a little bit. I, I, <laughs>
3: I see your point. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, uh, you, there has to be some sort of uh, market that is protective. Because mm-hmm. everything, like you said, is it's the wild west right now.
2: It is, yeah. and it's the beauty of it, but it's also the the fear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know how much, like, just looking at Paramount alone. Let's not talk about how much money Paramount's lost, um, and we're going more and more for the flashpoint and for the shock factor because we're trying to compete with little, with with GIFs and
4: mm-hmm. YouTube
2: and all of these things that are. These 10 second bites that make such a difference and that go viral. And so now you have massive film companies going, okay, we're going to cut down our scene length into these 30 second rolling bits because the shorter the scene, the shorter it goes with the shorter attention span of the mm-hmm. new generation. Absolutely. So the internet has really changed film. Mm-hmm. It's changed television, it's changed radio, it's changed everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people realize that. And, you know, it's easier to whip boobs out on the internet, so that makes it easier for me when I'm shoveling the crap that I shovel to the public.
3: At any time that we allow another government entity to come in and sink their claws into any industry, there's always opening that door for overreach and overstep. Now, if it's to protect copyright and protect material, obviously Paramount is spending millions upon millions upon millions... And if somebody can just uh, um, bootleg a movie stuff like that I'm all for that but when it comes down to civil liberties and free speech girl you gotta
2: I, I agree I don't think yeah. free speech should be interrupted Absolutely. at all Absolutely. Uh, they tried that when South Park went on air everyone was horrified mm-hmm. and I freaking love South Park mm-hmm. um,
3: well that was the, that's a three uh, that's a third grade kid. Yeah. Eric Cartman <laughs> saying the most horrible outrageous things ever <laughs> about their mother. Oh yeah, that was that was Kyle's mom is a bitch.
2: That was yes, great Yes, story. yes, yes.
3: <laughs> Yeah. But that's it. I mean,
2: you've got you've got these these kids, but mm-hmm. that satire is a great way to go about it. And Absolutely. I think Television did it, and I think Howard Stern did it a bit with the internet, with uh, the radio, with radio. Way back, and I think yeah, way back. And I think we've got um, even if you go as far back and say Mel Brooks did it. Mel Mm -hmm. Brooks is actually going to be on this show, Mm -hmm. Um, so we're waiting. He's going to be on. We're going to have Bernie Sanders on. We've got some amazing people that are going to be on. Outstanding, outstanding. but I that's think that's why that you're the
3: Duchess of Hollywood. That's why I'm the
2: Duchess of Hollywood. I bribe the crap out of everybody to do what I want. <laughs> you know, you know what it bribery takes. works in Hollywood, guys. That's that's yeah. number one rule: make friends and bribe. No, I'm mm-hmm. kidding. Um, actually, bribery doesn't <laughs> work. But relationships and knowing people and being friendly and tit for tat does work. If you, but jumping back, mm-hmm. Mel Brooks as well did that. I mean, you couldn't get out. Um, what was the one oh. he did? One of my favorite, Blazing, Blazing Saddles. Saddles. One, Blazing of my favorite, Saddles. M- one of my favorite films of all time. You no. couldn't put that out today, but he got in no. trouble for the fighting scene. They told him to take it out, <laughs> so he added more. <laughs> uh,
3: yes, uh, and you know what is really funny about Blazing Saddles? I sat down with my teenage son to watch Blazing Saddles, and within the first five minutes, they had every nasty word, any yep. word that's completely taboo today, and, uh, and my son was just... I mean he's 16 he has the internet and he was shocked (laughs) and he was shocked that they were doing that well he
2: did Mel Brooks really did something unique there and he really crossed a lot of those lines and I think that was great but I loved Mm -hmm. the message behind it then again Mm -hmm. I love Mel Brooks Um, we have one minute till we go to break guys when we get back we're going to be on with Randall from Voice America we're going to be talking a little bit about the ins and outs of Hollywood with our fabulous executive producer here and talking about what it takes to make it in radio film, television and everything else I'm Summer Helene I'm on with Chuck Russell this is Behind the Scenes we will be right back
5: Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, Voiceamerica.com. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to our wild world with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves
1: Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life.
5: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes.
2: G'day, guys. I'm Summer Helene. I'm your host for today with my special guest host, Chuck Russell.
3: Hi, nice to meet you.
2: And we are talking to Randall Libero. Am, am I pronouncing that right?
4: You got it. Yes, I got it.
2: I actually got it right. <laughs> guys, you guys got to congratulate me. You've heard how badly I butcher everyone's names. I love your name. Do we? What What is the background on that name?
4: Uh, actually, it's Italian. Italian? From my dad's side of the family, yeah.
2: Very, very nice. So we are talking to Randall Libero. He started out with my people in Hollywood, and we were chatting a little bit about that. He came out here to Phoenix for the love of a beautiful woman and a little bit more to that. We'll poke at that in a minute. And he is here at Voice America. He's one of the senior producers here. We are going to find out all about why, how, and where this works and also why internet radio is really changing what radio is and how things operate globally. I mean, it really has made a difference. Welcome to the show.
4: Thanks. Thanks, Summer. I really appreciate you having me on today.
2: No problem. And thank you for inviting me to your studio place. I love that. (laughs) I I haven't been here. I do it it by proxy all the time. Yeah.
4: Well, that's uh, that's the beauty of uh, the digital platform today is that people can do a radio show from anywhere in the world. Our shows are done through Skype or they're done here in the studio for people who visit like yourself. And... um, the There's so much that has changed about radio. I've been here about twelve years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started back in the day when uh, when you really had to build an environment for people to listen to radio because there wasn't the structure that uh, that we have today with you know apps and everything. Matter of fact, even the major uh, distributors of AMFM broadcasts came to us because they didn't know how to do what we did what well, we were doing, and we were doing for several years before they even showed up at our door saying, how are you doing this? So Jeff Spinard uh, is the founder of Voice America, one of the founders, and he's still our president. And um, we were a public company, and the company went private, and Jeff is the, is the president. And pretty much from that point in 1999, 16 years ago, when this started, we were one channel, which is now called the Variety Channel, and now we have eight channels, which are going for twelve hours a day, live, and uh, so we have a linear schedule, and that's one of the things that makes us stand out as a network.
2: You do, and it's. I've I've listened to some of um, some of the shows here, and I've worked on different radio shows. I've been on radio since I don't want to date myself, but since I was like seventeen, I've been on and off doing it. I did. I uh, don't. What was uh, that three years ago? Oh God, I wish <laughs> I like you. you I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, the perfect <laughs> face for radio. Um, no, it's. Uh, so when I when I started I did it for like I I did interviews on K-Rock and different places like that. And it it's so different and what you guys have created here is really an environment unto itself and you've had so many copycats since this started.
4: Oh goodness, yes. I mean even copycats for our channels when I started 7th Wave, I mean they're popped up all over these all over the place radio uh, channels that, that were about mind, body, spirit, or subjects about higher consciousness. Even Oprah did the spirit channel on uh, satellite radio. And I just you know laughed at it because when the idea, when we started, when we come up with ideas for channel, we do a lot of research and we look at what's going on that's why our most recent channel is Voice America Women, which we just saw there's a huge opportunity for uh, radio programming that are that was geared toward women about yes. their lives and their lifestyles and all that. And nobody was really doing that. So that's how that channel really came about. But we did a lot of research before we started to, you know, before we made that consideration of putting a new channel up. Because it's a you know, it's a lot for us to handle all the shows and develop shows and and that's one also one of the unique things about our platform is that All the hosts work with the producer. Their shows are developed. We have a style and format at Voice America, and we follow that. And that is really what our audience expects. They expect the quality and the professionalism of our hosts, not amateur night, not like a blog site or a website. And I've taken a lot of hosts who were on sites that were substandard and brought them to Voice America, like uh, Gary Douglas and Dane here with Access Consciousness, and their show reaches more than 100,000 listeners a month consistently. So it, there's a lot of difference from being on a substandard, you know, web radio or something like that, and being on Voice America because of. You know our name and our power and our distribution.
2: Yeah, and the distribution here, I do have to say, is absolutely incredible. Thank you, you, guys, really do. And I know you're branching into television. I've been talking to Jeff about that and different things. Oh yeah. And I'm really, really excited about that. I want to poke at you guys about that, but I won't do that on air. I'm going to ask for the listeners out there if they wanted to get um, to get on radio or into radio, how would they do that? What What would be your advice for somebody who says, you know what, I have something to say. I've got a great voice. I've got um, a, f- a fabulous message, I just hit my mic, sorry guys uh, <laughs> I talk with my hands, it's fantastic <laughs> she does. for I radio over there, right? <laughs> It's
4: the Australian I know, it is, it is, I'm sitting
2: here swinging my hands around um, What would you say to people that want to get into this?
4: Hmm.
1: <laughs>
4: I would say be really clear about what is your unique message and what is the story behind that message more than anything else because there's so many people out there talking about their particular point of view, and in the mainstream media, there's agendas behind opinion and yep. as far as news, there's bought and paid for news, yep. if you don't know that, I was a journalist, professional journalist, journalist myself for 12 years of my life, and uh, I know how convoluted that industry is, that's why I left. also left that industry, uh, my first twelve years was in Hollywood and then after that was in journalism and now I'm in internet media, which I think is the my I I love what I do now. I think is my favorite thing that I've been doing ever in my life is is to be associated with, you know, with Voice America, which is both radio and television. I mean, what mm-hmm. what, what like better, better what yeah, better thing can you that, do? Right, I mean, and right. be able to be independent and do what you mm-hmm. want to do gotta, and find and discover people. I so, gotta
2: interject this um, I've worked with so many different groups, and I always tell people, stay away from the independent. What you guys have done here is really incredible. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. And, you know, I work in the bullshit of Hollywood. So <laughs> it's like it's, there is a lot of bullshit I, I there. Did <laughs> I did <laughs> yeah, too. I did too. I know. So I, I get what you're feeling here, and the integrity of the people involved, and the... Just the forthright manner of, of everyone here, it's amazing. It's very, very different mm-hmm. from the, you know, from, from what I'm used to, from my, my den of vipers.
3: <laughs> um, Randall, real quick, uh, you, you mentioned that uh, uh, you, uh, this was started in 1999. Yes. And... Uh, you've been with this for that period? Since 2005, actually. And and how can you fill us in on how technology's advances had taken oh, you God. from oh, wow. probably the dial-up modem way yeah, back
4: in the day. Yeah, that was still going on. Okay, well, just give you a quick, you know, the Internet has a history. It's not very long, but it does have a history. And if you remember back in the day, and I'm talking like uh, early 2000s, when you couldn't watch video on the Internet. This is before YouTube. Okay, this is mm-hmm. five years before before YouTube, and people try to watch a video on the internet, or at least stream video. Matter of fact, the, the founders of Voice America, they told me the story where they actually figured out how to put, you know, uh, stuff together and have it be consistent and stream it, you know, so the stream would be consistent where people could actually access it. So in the early days, uh, you know, it was still, technology was still developing. and. Um, the, 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 the bandwidth required to be able to deliver just audio in a consistent way was something that, you know, it took some real skill to figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. And video, to oh. do both radio and video, because we were doing video players where I did um, a TV show with John Gray that was started back in 2005. And he had an offer on the table to do a uh, reality show at CBS, and I said, John, I worked in network television. You know what you're getting yourself into. Do you want to go down that road? And he said, yeah, not really, but let me do this. And he said, is this going to work? And I went, yeah, it will. So we built a player from scratch. We did the coding, we did the design. Holy we moly. put all that together. <laughs> and we work, used probably. a And the music for it, it was a splash page on the website that you went to and clicked on either the radio show or the TV show. And you could select which one. So those are the things that you know that we, we set it up that way. And then I remember I, I had the story up on LinkedIn for a while, but even a guy from Warner Brothers Music Licensing called me one day because we were using a recording artist that was signed with Warner's, and he said, uh, "I hear you, John. You're doing this. Uh, this this artist. This is our artist. Um, I forget his name, but he's he signed. Sure. He's one of David Foster's proteges." and, and you know we're using his music. He said, where is this music going? Where are you using it? Because it's not on television, it's not on radio. What are you doing with it? And I said, well, it's on an internet television show. And he said, internet television? What, <laughs> what the <laughs> hell are you talking <laughs> about, where, where? yeah. How am I, how, you can't watch TV on the internet. And I said, well, you can. And I said, are you in front of your computer And he said, yes. And I said, okay, go to this URL, type it in a browser. He says, okay, and I hear him typing it in. And he goes there, and then he the splash page, and his speakers I could hear over the phone were on, and the music pops up, and he pauses for a moment. Now, I wasn't saying anything, and he said, oh, oh, click dial tone. Uh Oh. Get he's How in, show, did you like he's in show business and I showed it to him and he got it
2: of course he did
4: that was it
3: that's all but, I needed to uh, do so uh, he didn't even say really thank you anything nope. he, nope. he did was cut no, you. No, I showed <laughs> it to him
4: that's all he needed to know yeah. and he hung up the that car. is
3: called an ungrateful that, bastard that is there. not no, no, no,
2: that, that's yeah. just it's, it's the price of doing business in Hollywood expect you know um, I'm trying to think of a less crude way of saying being it
4: being
3: a
2: expect, rude to, asshole yeah so expecting
4: a right <laughs> yeah well no people are like that you know in my experience Working in Hollywood, I was there for 12 years. I started out at NBC Television as a ghost writer for comedy, and um, I did a lot of other things. I did commercials on the side. I did special effects with a friend of mine. I mean, you know, all that, all crazy stuff. And I found them in the entertainment business, the wannabes were jerks. And the people who were established made professionals it. were really, really nice people. And they'll bend over backwards for you. Now,
2: that, that is That's true. There's, there's the old adage it's not the people in Hollywood that are bad that have made it, it's the people that think they have.
4: Exactly. The, right. the pro- or entitled
3: to.
2: In, entitled or they're to. entitled
4: to it, right. Yeah, it's, yeah.
2: It's, and that is, that is very, very true. Some of the nicest people I've worked yeah. with are some of the biggest uh, Pamela Anderson, fantastic. Christopher Lloyd, fantastic. Yep. All of these people, really wonderful, wonderful people. Now, fifteen minutes with who was that dumb woman that we had? <laughs> the the the, uh, the up and coming musician that we were dealing with. That idiot. What's her face? Oh, God! What was her name? I don't know. All right. well, she was she was headlining. Yeah. She she was she was headlining. She was right. playing at Coachella, um, and she was just dead set. You know, she's Bonnie, she, Mac- Bonnie McKee, McKee. Bonnie McKee. McKee. Bonnie McKee. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. she's this up and coming. Um, musician who was real real pain uh and everyone's a real real pain until they find out that you're a studio executive or something like that then suddenly you're their best friend Mm -hmm. and i have a rule the way you treat my assistant makes more makes more of a difference to me than the way you treat anyone else and you'll find this with a lot of people in hollywood Um, they do pay attention we spend most of our time with our assistants and with the people we work with and the minute you're a bastard to them you're not going to get anywhere with that person and I've had a lot of people be really nasty to Alexis, thinking it just doesn't matter. Um, that she's when, a peon, yeah. Or and that what's what's <laughs> what's relevant? Yeah? When I was when in <laughs>
3: actuality, you ain't getting anywhere if <laughs> you don't get with assistant. Alexis. You mess with
4: my people, you mess with best, me. Yeah. There, right. and that's yeah. it.
2: I was an assistant to the president of Paramount, and I used to get hit on all the time. And at one point, he came over when I was I was like 17, 18 at this point. And he came over to one of the guys that kept messing with me and said, "You touch her again." You look at her again, I will end your career. I was just like, I love you, Paul.
3: <laughs>
2: God rest his soul. He was a wonderful man. No, he actually, he wasn't. He was in, he was mean as hell. But uh, that's he, where he it was comes. He was good. It's, it's true. He was he was good. So I have to agree with you there.
4: Yeah, the, that's, the vibe that, is that's in Hollywood. That was <laughs> yeah. my experience. And even people that you introduced to for the first time. I remember, I was um, I edited some film clips for the American Cinema Awards Foundation. And, uh, and I was introduced and I got there and I delivered, you know, delivered the clips and I actually had a, this is back when you had to run a projector, 60 millimeter projector,
0: and, it, wa- <laughs> and it,
4: was a, it was a celebrity event and Olivia de Havilland was the guest of honor. I got to meet her, God, that was so cool. <laughs> and, um, and she was really, really nice. Um, but I got to, my, my collaborator for the evening was uh, Robert Osborne, who's the host of TCM. And this was before TCM was on the air. And Bob and I actually became um, not good friends, but we became acquaintances after that, and we had lunch a couple of times, and talked about movies. And, um, And I worked with Bob, and I said, hey, you know, and he came up to me, and he was just the nicest guy, and I said, this is what I gotta do, is this, you know, I told him what I was doing, and he said, okay, I'll do it this way, and I'll introduce things, and what's the order of things, and he was just right, straightforward, this is what we're doing, we got it done, and it was a great evening, and everything went very smoothly. And, uh, you know, those are the kind of people that mostly that when who you work with in Hollywood, they're, they're, they're always, uh, you know, really nice to you and they're very professional.
2: It's true. We've actually got one minute to break. So I'm going to say this right before we go to break. Part of that is the people that advance are the ones that the directors use consistently, the producers use consistently, and they're used consistently because they're easy to work with and they're nice that's why you find nice guys at the top because the truth is in Hollywood nice guys finish first we are about to go to break we are on with Randall Libero and we are on with my guest co-host today Chuck Russell I'm Summer Helene and this is Behind the Scenes we'll be right back
5: stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com
1: have you checked out teen wealth radio it's a show for teens their parents and educators hosted by brandy england along with regular weekly contributors
5: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerheleen.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes.
2: G'day guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes I'm your host, Summer Helene We are on with Randall Libero And my co-host for today, Chuck Russell I'm hanging out in beautiful Scorching, but beautiful Phoenix, Arizona for Phoenix Comic Con I'm staying over at Aloft Hotel It's really great, I know I keep talking about it Um, And I say this, they're not paying me to I just really like the hotel (laughs) So check it out, it's ultra modern, I haven't been to one like that And go check out Phoenix Comic Con I'll be hanging out there tomorrow, we've got a panel going on And a whole bunch, come over and say hello to me and check out my panel. I always have naked girls and guys covered in zombies so, and yeah. all kinds of creepy stuff. So, today we are talking a little bit about radio, a little bit about television, a little bit about how to get famous, and a little bit about what the entertainment industry really is. Chuck was saying something before the break that I'd really like to go back into, because I know Randall and I were talking about how nice the people that have made it are, and Chuck has like a little, a little bit of a different opinion, I, so I'd love to throw that in.
3: Sure. Um... For me, my experience, anyways, when I was in Chicago, I did work for several different radio stations. I had uh, the pleasure of meeting wonderful people. But as you guys were saying, that the people at the top seem to be very nice, and some of the people that are struggling to get to the top. Um, are not so nice. In radio in Chicago during the time that I was there, it was the complete opposite. When we would bring in big stars, um, Billy Corgan was from Chicago. Um, he he wasn't even famous yet, and he had, he was an asshole. Okay, <laughs> um, he would not. Uh, He made most of us leave the radio station. He put up um, newspapers against the windows of the studios and between the studios, so we couldn't see him. Uh, He refused to uh, sign anything. Now, we were, you know, a a Christian college. We could use their money, you know, to... uh, be able to get donations, he would not sign anything. He wouldn't give us anything. That's just him. Trent Reznor from, from uh, Nine Inch Nails, another total asshole. Really? Uh, absolutely. Uh,
2: Damn it, Trent, I liked you. Uh,
3: and, and, and you know what? And, and maybe they have changed. We've all mellowed with age, okay? But uh, Trent Reznor, once again, was another guy that would uh, not even, you couldn't look at him. If you looked at him when he was walking down the hallway, you had to introvert your eyes. If not, you would get your ass framed. Absolutely. Um,
2: Sounds like Mariah Carey.
3: uh, Yeah. Al Jorgensen from ministry, he's a a god. Okay? I mean, he really is. Um, I I worked at a recording studio that he would be at for all hours. Okay? He would just sit in the studio at all hours. And I'm... I'm sorry I have a loss for words. I, I don't want to get into uh, accusations, but there were nasty things that were going on up there. <laughs> I mean, uh, See, nasty. Tell
2: me more. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's, that's,
3: um well just attention. Just, just things that were prevalent in the late 90s. Um, uh, you know, the, the sex, drugs, rock and roll is basically cocaine what it and comes. Down. We're
2: talking about cocaine and hookers. Uh, got it. <laughs> uh, all
3: sorts of good stuff. But once again, <laughs> there was the inevitable flash yep. where he would lose his mind, okay, sometime during. Uh, I was there for years and watched him for years. And Al's a very nice man. As the night goes on,
2: he's the less uh, nice you guy. Get to
3: hell, <laughs> stay away. <laughs> You know, but he's, that's he's what, a great
2: guy before five o'clock. Uh, uh, yeah,
3: about 930, 930, 10 out. o'clock, ten o'clock he starts, and then you get the hell out of the way. So hopefully, I was done with my work by then and <laughs> just got out of there. But
2: sounds, it sounds like working over at a studio. It was, we were always shoot out because someone was doing cocaine, or uh, actually dealing with Andy Dick was like that. Andy Dick's another <laughs> one where you're just like, he are so funny. It is two o'clock in the afternoon. By six o'clock, we actually one night at an event had to warn them. We lost Andy Dick in here somewhere. You <laughs> I, may find him in the morning. I'm in not the rafters, kidding In the rafters. Yeah. We really, we really had to warn this place because we left Andy Dick in there it was like four months ago. That <laughs> was like four months ago. Yeah, and he's still <laughs> missing. He's uh,
1: still, uh, but no we one we had can to, find
2: him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did. We had to warn them. We're like, look, I'm sorry. We brought Andy Dick to the event. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. don't know where he is. You guys may find him tomorrow. If he breaks anything, send us the bill. Like, that's, that's all you can do at that point. That's right. So there are some crazies. Um, jumping back, let's get into the rational side of radio <laughs> with less crazy people. Now, Randall, I'm going to ask you, how does somebody, if, if you start a little podcast or radio show and you're trying to get, get some listenership there, for people out there that want to be heard, what advice would you give them?
4: Wow. Well, starting a podcast is a good idea if you want to get some practice in to know how to interview people, to figure it out, um, to really kind of get a, a sense of, um, you know, how to do how to do radio at least at the interview level. What is a
2: podcast?
4: A podcast is simply a pre-recorded audio file that sits on sits somewhere on a website. Like okay. iTunes is really like a dump site for podcasts. And gotcha. I, I don't mean that de- in a derogatory fashion, but they don't do anything to promote the shows that are on there. So if I do a podcast and upload it into iTunes, the problem is how do people find it if they don't know it's there?
1: Gotcha. There's no,
4: there's no you know, promotion for marketing any individual. Aspects. There's no marketing so, for iTunes.
2: Okay, so a podcast is to radio What what's the name of that crappy indie film site that people put their stuff on? I don't know, Vimeo or Vimeo, yeah. So a podcast is to that, what Vimeo or whatever it's called is to film.
4: Well, Vimeo is really. Um, now you're talking about video, it's a different kind of animal. I <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, like, I'm
2: just trying to draw a comparison. Well, so. <laughs>
4: Vimeo is a good site because they do a lot of things which are good for independent professional filmmakers in terms of their structure and delivery system and the ability to do subscription or, you know, um, things, you know, video, puts videos up there in different forms.
2: Well, damn, then I have it wrong. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so you think podcast is is good practice. What about somebody that's wanting to do an internet show or even wanting to get some press on what they're doing or get hurt? Well,
4: there's, there's traditional ways of approaching a radio show. One of those ways is to and there's a lot of people who have made podcasts successful I'm not going to speak badly about that because when we were at NAB a few weeks ago we had a lot of people come up to our booth who were doing podcasts and we had a, a panel with one of our hosts, with Laurie Schwartz, who did a panel with a lot of people who do podcasts. But we were asking him, um, "How many people do you have listening to your show, and how long have you been doing it?" And they said, "Well, uh, about a year and a half, and I have uh, maybe I've had about maybe six thousand listeners in that year and a half." Well, we put a show up and we get tens of thousands yeah, of listeners within within months, and that's the difference of being on a network because we. Just like this program right now, if you go to Voice America and you click on the Variety channel, I see the show. I see Summer Helene. There's your face. Easy, I can see that show. Her beautiful face. Right. And that is for the entire hour that the show is on live. So the shows are featured every hour. And then if you look at the rest of the website, we feature all the shows.
2: Well, that's that's also the difference between having a distributor and not having a distributor. It's something I say to my people. If you're making a film... Get a distributor. You don't self-distribute. So a podcast is basically a self-distributed radio show. That's correct. Okay. That, see, I told you people not to self-distribute. Um, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I've told you guys this. Get a distributor. I, it counts the same way with radio, I guess. You've, cause it does. Because your distributor does your – part of your advertising or covers some of that. It does um, – it's really really beneficial to have
4: that well you have it gives to give you exposure you have to have exposure. marketing and social media and a lot of other things see we the services we provide which are all listed on our website under become a host area which people can look at and When we look at someone as a potential host, there's a selection process. We don't have an open door policy. You know, it's not, you know. Well, you can't. Yeah, we can't. I mean, there's, you know, we're looking for people who've got something of value. It's not repeating the same thing. They know what they want, they're serious about doing, becoming, you know, a radio personality. So, and then they get to work with a producer. So, it's just like the entertainment in business. So, for example. What well, is the entertainment yeah, business? Yeah. Well, I, I mean it in a way that. So, if NBC or ABC did a radio network, it would look a lot like what we're doing. It wouldn't look very different at all.
2: No. Um, actually, ABC does have
4: uh, radio, did, and did, I've, yeah. I've worked with them. I know, and but they, if they just did an exactly internet like radio this. network, it would look yeah. pretty much mm-hmm. the way that we're doing it. They really couldn't do it any better than what we're doing.
2: I, I don't think anyone could. I've seen a lot of. Uh, flash in the p- frying pan, people trying to put things together. Mm-hmm. And what you guys have done is so entirely unique that it's absolutely amazing.
3: And I do How have do you, to I sorry. do have to compliment you guys. Your studios are outstanding. They're they're very, very nice. You guys have done a very yeah. good job thank with you. that. And thank putting you. together all this stuff, I'm sure, was a daunting task. <laughs> it,
2: would, it would have Daunt- been. Well, it's you can Sisyphus. thank Ryan
4: Treasure, who's our vice president of production. He's the guy who's behind pretty much a lot of this. Um, yeah.
2: Now I'm going to ask you: How would somebody get the attention of a radio show? would they put to, or a radio station. But they put together a podcast. Where they put together samples. I know, you know, in, in film you have a headshot, or you have an uncle that you know is an editor. Like,
4: <laughs> we've, I've, I've fought well, for again, that one. Again, again, <laughs> these days, as I said before, you've got to have something that's going to engage listeners to listen to the show.
2: What do you think engages listeners?
4: Oh, That's man. the magic question. Besides, besides my fabulous self? Well, I'll tell you, if people, ask, people ask me, you know, tell me about the top shows on Voice America, and I said they're all different from each other. Yep, They're all completely different from each other. Well, so I, there's no formula in terms of making a success in radio in terms of the content. It's the passion you bring to the conversation, you know, the subject matter that you're talking about, how you, how, you, know, how you think about the show in terms of its format. The people who, you, who you're interviewing, all, that, all those things matter in terms of the, it, the it style does. of the program. I've, I've
2: had people that are terrible to interview where you're just sitting there trying to fill the silence. And then people like you that can sit there and talk back. And you've clearly hosted. And you've clearly been in radio and on radio the same with Chuck. I mean, you have right. when you have people that have done it, you have a roundtable discussion. I've gotten musicians on and people on that have nothing to say. One guy sat there and was playing his, what was his name? The one playing his guitar.
3: <laughs> was well, Harrison Ford was is long is, long is, long. Yeah. Uh, is notorious for not Har- being Harrison the most force. energetic. Yeah, Esteban. Yeah.
2: Hmm? Esteban. Esteban, who's really, oh, really. Oh, Esteban. Yeah, well, I had but him he's on.
4: A, he's a damn good guitar. He, oh, he is. Yeah. I was okay, happy to hear the guitar. Oh. He is <laughs> terrible
2: to interview. Joaquin yes. Phoenix, another one. <coughs> the ones you look forward to. Mel Brooks. I mean, everyone has that, that I guess, that that catch. So part of it, I think, would be finding the right people to be on, the right formula, the right... Chemistry right. and all of that matters, and the listeners. And then being
4: being prepared, you know, knowing the person you're you're interviewing, knowing something about their lives, you know, doing your homework with your interviews. You know, don't just sit there on the. You know, there's some people who can go into a studio if you're lucky as a guest and be a terrific guest on the fly, and you just have a conversation like, like with Like your
2: wonderful self. <laughs>
4: okay. Well, whatever. But, um, <laughs> take yeah. it. Take, take, take the, the compliment. compliment. Take it. Thank you. Thank you. I just, I'm, I'm just appreciative of all the nice things that you're saying about Voice America. But um, you know, we our our staff here works really hard. The guys, the engineers work. You know, they're there. They're they're in there all day long doing shows. Yeah. You know, and our producers here. You know, it takes a lot of time to work with a with a person and really develop a quality radio program out of someone who just has a business or who published the book or whatever, and they don't know the first thing from Adam about how to do radio. So when they come to Voice America, we mentor them, we train them, we educate them. Well, they <clears> essentially we, become yeah, your people, right? They become our people. They become a Voice America host, and it's really, it's really when you when you work with our staff, you get trained by Host Services. We show you how to do social media, how to send us information, how to optimize you know your own website. All these little there's a lot of guidance and things that we give people that some of them have nothing to do with their show. It's just hey, this is how you do things. This is how you set up Hootsuite. You know, there's a lot of things I hate
1: that Sorry. Yeah, I know.
4: But I mean there's little things <laughs> yeah, that we that you we mean. you know that we do that help people in terms of their own business marketing strategy.
2: I'm gonna get into the business marketing strategy right after we come back from the break because I think that is a very, very important thing to focus on. We are about to go to break, guys. I'm Summer Helene. I am on with Chuck Russell and Randall Libero. We are talking about radio, how to get known, how to get famous, how to get seen, and a couple of little dirty stories about people we knew in radio. We'll be right back.
5: The internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time.
2: G'day guys, welcome back. I'm the the Busty Blonde in the booth and we are with Randall Libero and Chuck Russell talking about how to get a radio show, TV show, whatever you want to get going, going. Today our focus really is radio and I've really, really enjoyed having you on, Randall. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. I am going to ask you, what do you think would catch someone's attention? If you are putting together a show, if you were doing something like that, what do you think catches the audience's attention?
4: I would say something that's very topical, very trending, very current, possibly moderately controversial. Uh, would be
2: Donald Trump on or take off no, someone's shirt? No,
4: we. I have. I produce a number of shows on controversial subjects. Uh, say, for example, uh, I had uh, one of my hosts, uh, Winifred Adams, uh, interviewed uh, Del Bigtree and uh, the other. I forget Andrew. I forget what his name was. Uh, the movie Vax, which is one of the hot, probably the hottest documentary in the country right mm-hmm. now about the whole situation with uh, vaccinations mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, people yeah, who have autism as a result of. And so that was, you know, doing a show like that and having a conversation where they can say anything they want and, the, and they can voice their opinion and talk about the experiences that they're having uh, without it being filtered, without it being edited in any way, you know that's what radio is really really good at that's an, it's a very intimate format where you get you know all very of the, all of it and we do a long we do an hour show so there's no 2 minute 6 minute i mean you can go on and talk about someone talk about a subject for for better, minutes, the better 12, 15 yeah, minutes, f- 12, yeah 15 minutes 12 15 minutes a better part of an hour and that gives that person the the uh, opportunity to be able to give the complete picture of why they're saying what they're saying.
3: Absolutely, and that was always great for radio, is it allows you the freedom to be able to complete your thought process without the next journalist coming up and asking you another question or uh, something along those lines. Uh, that was always great. Or TV, I, too. I, no.
2: I agree. I always liked radio for that reason. It gave me kind of like a soapbox, because I always had something to say. You know, I'm very spoiled. I'm a very spoiled child. So. No. No, not at all. <laughs> very spoiled child. So, it gave, But it gave me my soapbox. And, you know, it gives us wonderful, self-righteous people that always have something to say, um, a, a way to put it out there. But I think it also it gives a voice whether you agree or disagree I think it is a beautiful use of America's freedom of speech right I really think it is
4: yeah. and on our network we allow all of our hosts to own the full intellectual property rights to their programs
2: I, I know we I put don't put own any, any of the from here shows to Sirius uses yeah, it everyone can, uses my shows right from you,
4: this. Can, you can syndicate the show <laughs> I mean, anywhere any way you want I mean that's one of the decisions that was made early on by the founders and because no one was giving anyone it the is, opportunity to do that. It
2: is also good for Voice America though, because whenever one of the things I say when Sirius uses my clips and when they use my show, they have to say this came from Voice America. So that does make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that's that's very, 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 very beneficial too. And I think Voice America has created a very symbiotic relationship with mainstream media and with its hosts. In a way that nobody else has,
3: and the cross-promotion availability is 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 outstanding. Absolutely, and
2: I think that um, I I look at a lot of, you know, from from my end of it, I know that the studios are pushing back towards the internet and saying, "Hey, Mm -hmm. we really don't want you guys (laughs) working with this or doing this." And I don't understand why they don't just change. Put those in, hands if you together. if you
4: look at the movie industry historically, the 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 changes that happen from silent era to sound, from uh, black film and white. to television, sure. to black to black and white to color, uh, to um, to the distribution of uh, even cable television, mm-hmm. the pace of change in Hollywood is very very slow, and they resist 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 because. Just like the old studio system, they look to control every aspect of the distribution of their product. But during the break, we were talking about what is how can Hollywood actually make this work for them in terms of the internet? And there is a solution to it. What's the solution? The solution is to fully embrace the internet completely.
2: See, I told you guys so. Okay. And, and the and way <laughs> to do
4: that, imagine this, that when you release a movie, how about releasing the movie on the internet in a pay-per-view form let it prove its audience, and then you can know what the distribution could be be. for that film and should be for that film. And then you've marketed the film, you've built fan sites, you've done all this thing for the movie on the internet, you've built even, you can be selling merchandising before the film is even out in theaters, and then you release it in theaters because it's a movie that People will always go to theaters in a collective way to go see a movie that they want to see. For the experience. For the experience yep. of it, yeah. seeing it up on the big screen. And because how many movies today... Even Harkins Theaters here in, in Arizona, they have um, films that they play that y- you know I've seen this movie on on my television ten times, but I'll go see it in the theater mm-hmm. and that, just because is, I get that experience.
2: That is true, and I got to tell you, we've got about three minutes to close, but I am going to say this: You told us the story earlier that got you know about getting ripped off by the studio system. A lot of my friends, which are the executives for the studios listen to this, so that's probably going to happen again. <laughs> you came up with this great idea and I can well, guarantee you there are, you that there, my are there are, are several people
4: there are several people in Hollywood that are developing platforms that have tried platforms, yeah. but the thing about it is no one as to this has to this date released a major film as an internet event first and then Then theatrical release, but that is is still yet to be. That is is what is coming. That day will come. Let me tell you. But
2: it also needs to incorporate click and buy. And what I mean by that is everything you see in that film needs to be available for purchase so all a person has to do is click and buy and that also changes the product placement we've, market we've to a done much that. deeper
4: we've done that with events i did that with an yeah. event with eckhart tolle years ago in 2008 we sold the event in an on-demand form uh, edited up into segments and all his books and cds and that everything whole thing was made, available made a half a million bucks
2: and that's and see that is brilliant all right we have two minutes to close is there anything you guys want to say to the audience
0: <laughs> they're they're, they're pointing, you guys can't
2: we're see but they're actually sitting here pointing at each other going would you like to go first w- once again we're on radio you were on
3: first a- absolutely uh, ladies you guys are wonderful as always you guys bring a level of professionalism unmatched um, I thank you very much for inviting me in I hope to uh, I hope that I've added some You we'll have to drag
2: you in to co-host again sure
3: Bye. absolutely thank you
2: and Randall, thank you so much for being oh, on.
4: You're very welcome. Thank you for, uh, you know, choosing Voice America to do your show.
2: Oh, I, I love Voice America. <laughs> it's actually one of, like I said, your the fact that you guys don't hold on to the shows and you allow us to put them everywhere really makes a very very big difference. I have, um, you know, one of one of the things in the film industry is I feel like, like a NASCAR driver. Everyone kind of owns a piece of me, and you know I have labels all over me. This person owns this, or I owe this person this, or whatever. Pardon? Vicky's Secret owned your Yeah, Vic- Vic- Victoria's Secret literally owns my <laughs> ass. No joke, they still do. Um, and and <laughs> it's, Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Um, everyone kind of owns a piece, and Voice America went a very, very different way with that, and I think that's why they're succeeding, and I think you guys have created sort of the way of the future. You really have here. You've created you. the way it should be and the way I think it eventually will be, and it makes a very, very big difference I love that. Thank you guys for joining us. And I'd like to say thank you very, very much to Voice America and Randall Libero for being on the show. Thank you very much, Chuck Russell, for co hosting with me today. It was a great deal of fun. Pardon, Lex. I love Phoenix Hotel. I, and thank you, Alo Phoenix Hotel, for you know letting me stay there. I'm going to be at Phoenix Comic Con tomorrow, guys. When you have a chance, come check it out. Alexis, I'm done with the thank you. My assistant's trying to like shove stuff at me. You guys have a great night. I'll talk to you next week. I'm Summer Helene. This was behind the scenes. Come on out to Phoenix Comic Con. I have guts and glory. I'm in room 102C West on June 4th at 7:30 p.m. Because I always have naked people. So and they she, always put me late She's light. the hot blonde. I'm, I'm the hot blonde she's lady the hot with the big boobs. <laughs> the <With> big <laughs> boobs. So
3: you'll <laughs> with pick the big her boobs, up. Big boobs,
2: long legs, easy to find. I'll see you guys tomorrow at Phoenix Comic Con, and I'll talk to you next week on Voice America. Good night.